Welcome to the Mike Abadir Show. You'll want to sit tight this hour as host Mike Abadir and co-host Gino Bacola talk to the experts, celebrities, and figures from the worlds of sports and business of sports. We cover the NFL, baseball, basketball, soccer, and horse racing, so we have all of the bases covered. Now, we just need your participation. Here is your host, Mike Abadir. Hello, welcome to the Mike Abadir Show. This is Mike Abadir. Today is Thursday, January 5th. This is the uh, 2023, that is, and this is the very first show of the new year. So happy new year to everybody. I hope everybody had a enjoyable holiday, a safe one, etc. Today we're going to be talking a lot about some of the issues of the day, which of course begin with the tragic incident that happened on Monday Night Football in the Cincinnati Buffalo game. Uh, with Damar Hamlin, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But first, I want to welcome my man, Pop DiBiase. What's up, Jamil? What's going on, brother? What's that? How's everything? Always, always happy to be here. Indeed, indeed, man. So let's get right to it. The and I want to put out the disclaimer first. We're we're praying for for the young man. I hope he gets fully recovered. There are more things important than a game, a sport, a business, because we're talking about a matter of life and death, of course. With that said, we're not going to talk about that on a radio show. It's, it makes sympathies are great. And if we have callers that call in and want to express their sympathies, that's fine. But otherwise, we're going to talk about the NFL implications of this all and what scenarios may come about from this. But before we do that, do you have anything else to kind of chime in on reg- regarding the health of the young man itself? Well, I'm just happy that he's... Uh kind of back talking a little bit he's he's writing from what they're saying but you know they're getting a little disney with it and everything like that as well too you know what i mean because they can't give us that much information you know what i mean so you know I, i'm thinking that a little some of the stuff is getting a little bit <laughs> starting to get a little 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 movie you know what i mean but i know everything was real but i'm very happy that he he is functional right now but it's still a long long process for this man, young man as well too well, it's interesting that you say that, Pop, because uh, what was the last big incident that's happened in football? Was it Ryan Shazier? Is that the last one? The really big incident? Yeah, that was the last one where everybody kind of stopped what they was doing and hated football for like a week for uh, for the rest of the game. Okay, so that, that was the last big incident. That was, what, five, six, seven years ago, whenever that was, okay? About three, two. Well, no, it was pre- it was pre uh, COVID. Yeah, it was right before that. So, that, so COVID is three years. Still ago. a bad team, then. Yeah, so this is this is definitely pre COVID. So mm-hmm. we're talking, you know, several years back. But anyways, uh, from the moment he got to the hospital, and throughout the very first critical few days, the NFL got together with the doctors, and they updated us on the regular. If he's going in for surgery, 
update if he's uh, diagnosed with uh, if test results come in we get an update we're updated throughout you hit, you hit it on the head when you said they're not saying anything they're not saying much and whatever they are saying they're kind of I don't want to say sugarcoating it but I, I think there's a lot of questions and normally we get those answers so what am I trying to say? I'll just come out and say it. I think there are things that they don't want to reveal for some reason. I don't know what those things are, and I don't know what that reason is. I have my speculations, but they just be that. They just be speculations, Pop. Um, right. But I, you know, I, I think something is not quite right. Well, from what I heard is that, um, you know, he, he he fell out on the field. They brought him back. But as soon as he got back to the hospital, they had to resuscitate him again. Mm-hmm. And usually that's not a good sign when they had to resuscitate you the first time. And then they had to resuscitate you a second time. That means they, that they, they backtracked on that. Just just so you know, by the way. They said, oh, that was miscommunication. That's not exactly what happened. Right. It's also, also bizarre. Right. And my thing is like this. Why don't we all just sit back and uh, watch? The, why don't we all just sit back and wait for the wait for the, the final result? Because there's nothing anybody can do. There's nobody. And I'm going to be dead honest with you. I've never seen this many neurologists and this many cardiologists in my life. You know what I mean? Twitter, Twitter, Twitter is a hell of a place because they really made people feel like they are experts on things that they're not experts about. Just like somebody telling me the other day, how would I feel about somebody getting resuscitated in front of you? And, um, you know, Mike, you know, I went through a traumatic situation in October. I don't want to get all fully into it myself, but, you know, don't tell people what, what they haven't experienced. You feel what I'm saying, Mike? So, yep. you know, I think that a lot of us just have to shut up. That's what we really got to do. Um, well, I'm glad we're talking about it right now. And I just don't like when people try to play like they're experts on something they know no nothing about. You know what I mean? And I think that we have to really respect the fact that this young man really stopped the whole NFL world because this was that big of a situation. But as I said, to as I said on my show, as I said in a lot of different frames, it doesn't say this doesn't sound good. This is worse than Skip's uh tweet. My take on it, I really feel bad about the situation, but I know, and everybody else knows, if this was a Sunday game at 10 p 10 a.m. our time, might one at 1 p.m. uh their time, it would have been a sad, it would have been a real, if they would have reported on it. But they would have removed the, the that player from the field, and they would have continued the game. The reason why that game got stopped was because the game is on Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football is a part of ESPN, and ESPN is a Disney property. So that as soon as that happens, they have to run to what the app is to what the to what social media is saying, and 
I felt like that's what made that's what was making the decision somewhat. But then when you think, but then when you got realistic, it was the coaches who got highly emotional and said, "You know what? We're gonna be humans tonight. We're not gonna continue this because this is just, you know, everybody's distraught over this one." And I think that there was a lot of there was a there was a lot of I think there was a lot of mistakes made on Monday night. To be honest with you, and I think that him. I'm just happy that the guy is making it through right now. You know what I mean? But the oversells of everybody's reactions, all that stuff, every people started making it about themselves. And it's not about you. It's about the, the, the health of the young man. And I think that that's where it was like, maybe we need to have a game come back on so we get a little distracted. So everybody can stop playing like they, they, they know more than doctors. They know more than people who, who actually have, been EMTs and things like that. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's where we get a little bit of, we get a lit. I think that a lot of this information that we're getting in, a lot of this stuff that we're, we're looking at, this is where we're starting to get a little twisted. You know what I mean? And everybody thinks they're an expert because they can Google and it just doesn't work like that. And, um, I'm just really happy that it, everything worked out for him because it was very dire on what these next few days were going to be. But, is he's like I said before, he's still not out the woods. I say you have to give him at least a week because there can be uh, a regress in that situation as well, too. Because you know, but he's a young, health, a young, already healthy young man, so I know he'll bounce back, but I doubt very seriously he'll ever play it down again in the NFL. Yeah, I, I don't think he will either. Look, I, I understand. When you, when you say there's a lot of doctors out there and so on and so forth, you're absolutely right. I also understand, let's face it, man, there's a lot of people that are very suspicious. Right. Right. A lot of people are. And I think for good reason. I think we've now seen a lot of people drop dead that shouldn't have dropped dead, plain and simple. And I think at the highest tier, right, because – you, we can we can we can say that okay well the unhealthy people maybe uh, overweight or with diabetes or any precondition uh, they're at risk okay let's just go with that for a second we're talking about the complete opposite we're talking about the healthiest segment of the population guys that are so healthy I will never come close to that body fats percentages the lowest amongst the people on the planet soccer players premier league la liga we had a jacksonville jaguar die last week um i think the number in soccer is huge but that's because a lot more people play soccer but my point is there are a lot of athletes who have had heart issues at a rate we've never seen before, Pop. Never, ever, ever. Right. Well, I, I, I can't ma- draw any final conclusions, but I, again, like I said, I have my suspicions. Of course. From the NFL perspective, let's just say hypothetically, they force guys to do something that they were unsure whether they wanted to or not, but they felt compelled. And then it turns out that that one thing was bad for them. 
that's more than a bad look. That could bring down the house. Like literally, that could bring down the entire National Football League forever. Right. But one thing is, though, too, Mike, this freak is the freak situation because they said it hit direct his it hit his chest directly, and he went into cardiac arrest. So literally, like the situation was like a shock situation, and I've heard about that happening before, where somebody gets hit so hard in their chest that they literally their heart ex- literally explodes. So I, I I but I get exactly what you're saying. I've seen a lot of that. Um, over the week, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna talk about it in that regard. But you are right, Mike. There is a lot of uh, questions that you do have to ask. But I will say this though: I don't know why the NFL would have to be, you know, the 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 scapegoat for something that was pretty much that they forced them to uh, to do. You know, because they forced- because they forced their employees really more than anything else. So there's always going to be a liability for you know business the business the entity the business owners when you compel your employees you condition employment on it that type of thing oh we're not going to pay you if you don't that type of stuff um it's like now it's not it's imposed and not free will so to speak i want to talk about the hit for a second look somebody could you or i could fall and bang our heads you know, you could fall and bang your head 10 times and nothing happened to you. I could fall and bang my head once. And if it hits that one precise spot, I could be a goner. With respect to this hit, Pop, we've seen thousands of harder hits in the NFL over the years. And we've never seen this happen, ever. Is it in that precise, perfect location? Perfect as in very imperfect, but precise in terms of triggering something like this? I mean, even when when they rewound the tape, when they showed us the replays on it, it, I don't think you look at it and say, Oh, that's heart attack worthy. I don't know. Again, sometimes if it hits that precise spot, maybe. But again, we've seen so many hard hits over the years. We've never seen this happen. And again, he needed to be resuscitated. For a long time, man. A young, healthy person with that much complication. God be with him. He's either very, very unlucky or there's something not quite right. I don't know what that is. Like I said, I got my suspicions. You know, I I can't make any firm conclusions on it. Um, Somebody told me, well, as it turns out, you know, it was the hit and nothing else. I'd believe it. But if somebody said, you know what, as it turns out, it's something else, I'd believe it too. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot more people that are emotional about it than I am. I'm very practical about it and open-minded. I'm open-minded to the possibilities. I am not shutting one side out and I'm not shutting the other side out. 
uh, side of the coin that is. I just so, know I'm the, I'm the selfish fan here, Mike. I'm just like I'm like everybody who's just I'm I'm like John Madden football. What the hell are we stopping the game for? You know what I mean, man, I know that's cold blooded, man. I know that's messed up, but man, I'm speaking for about for a lot of people who just didn't say nothing, and you know that, Mike. You know Absolutely. that. Well, then let's talk you some know. football. Then let's talk some football because that was uh, at the start of the show. That's what I said we were going to focus on, anyways. Um, and then I kind of digressed uh, a little bit when it came to uh, some of the side discussions. Do you think? that the NFL can find a way to get the seeding thing right without playing Buffalo-Cincinnati game, without concluding it? Well, the Uncle Scrooge in me is like, well, you know what? I don't care. You know what I mean? Kansas City, you're the one seed now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Since, you know, I got two coaches that think that they run my league. So pretty much, uh, you know, uh, you guys can I whoever wherever you finish at this weekend, good for you. You know what I mean? But in reality, what's going to happen is, from what I'm hearing, that they're quite possibly if those two teams meet, they'll have a neutral uh, game. They'll meet on a neutral field. That's stupid. That's so dumb. You know what I mean? What's the point of home field advantage? Then we're going to be talking about having the championship game on a neutral field. You know what I mean? So. Um, I think that pretty much what happened, I think what pretty much happens in this scenario is, is that you just have a lot of really good, um, you have a, a situation that really favors the chiefs in my opinion, because now if Cincinnati loses, they're automatically the three seed. And if Buffalo loses, they're automatically the two seed. So, you know, um, it kind of, and it does make a little bit of sense that they would play on a neutral foot. But really, Kansas City winning and one of those two teams losing would just settle all this, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? And we won't have to worry about if they would have been a first or a second or a third or a fourth or a fifth. You know what I mean? Because I know a lot of people were, were very adamant that forget that game. But it wasn't like the game was like, let me give you an example. It wasn't like it was Colts-Texans. Now, I understand pulling everybody off the field for a game like that because it has no relevance to anything. But this one right here, you put yourself, you opened up a can of worms with your scheduling, with your league when you did what you did on Monday night. And the NFL knows this, and the NFL, I'm, I, I know they're not going to, none of this will be public knowledge, but they are pissed at that office in New York right now. They are more than mad at this office because they've always expected that this could happen on the field because as many lawsuits that come against them about uh, player safety and things like that. Uh, yeah. Player safety, you I make think. A good point. Let, yeah. let's, let's hold off, take a quick commercial timeout, resume the conversation, and peel the layers off the sudden because there, there's a lot to what you said and there's a lot to get to. Let's take a timeout. We'll be back right after this. That used to be a $2. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Want to play the ponies and win? 
Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to Mike at the MikeAbadirShow.com. Now, back to this week's program. So we were talking about the possibilities. Let's kind of run through a few of them. One possibility that I've read about that the league is considering is adding a eighth playoff team, Pop. Another possibility is what they do is somewhat similar to MLB's tiebreaker rules, which is you give the team the option. Do you want a bye week or home field? Can't have both. And that's a really, really interesting one. So now Buffalo, if they take the bye week, they just have two two wins to get to the Super Bowl. Now, they'd have home field against everybody except for whoever takes the other option, which is to get the home field game. So what would you rather have? If you're Buffalo or Cincy or Kansas City, would you rather have – excuse me. Kansas City will be labeled the one in this scenario. Cincy and Buffalo would have that option. If you're Buffalo, would you rather have a bye week and only have to play two games or a home field, but you have to win three games at home? They should probably get a bye since they're so stressed out. Because I don't know, is, if, is Buffalo still emotionally here? That's my biggest question. You know, and they, they do have a tough game coming up Sunday. 
Even though the spread says they should win the game by easily, no. The Patriots want to get in the playoffs too. So they're going to try their hardest to win that game. So um, I truly do feel like if you're the Bills, you probably will want to take a week off. If you're, say, the Bengals, I don't think you wor- you're worried about a week off. You'll just take the home field advantage, but they already got the home field advantage. You know, but I think that's what the Bengals would love, that they can host a playoff game. Because the Bengals are not out the woods either. Because they lose the game, you know who wins the division, right? The Ravens. Even though, you know, I know they didn't play their game and everything, and the Ravens are 10-6, and six, but still, they would win the tiebreaker because they beat them twice. And they got more win, and they did get their, what, what are they, 3-2? Uh, and two? So it would wind up being a tiebreak 4-2, and two, but it would be uh, Cincinnati, you know, losing out because they got swept by um, the Ravens. So... They, those games, their games are so key this weekend. I think that um, all in all, the best case scenario for the NFL is for the Chiefs to be the f- first seed. So then they don't have to do, worry, be confused anything. You know, okay, because, but, yeah, I get what you're saying. What about this eighth playoff team option? Do you like that? No. Why? Why? Because I think we, we, we've made it to where everybody had a winning record getting to the playoffs this year. And then we're going to add another team in that already has been eliminated. So then we can suffice a situation uh, that, you know, pretty much could have been fixed. But you guys decided to wilt up under pressure. I think that, you know, what are we rewarding another team for? Because if this team that winds up doing well and getting to the Super Bowl, everybody's going to say, oh, it was a charity championship. They didn't earn it. And so, you know, you don't want that team to get ridiculed because of that. But I would love to see a playoff team uh, enter the mix so then you can give everybody a little bit of breathing breathing room uh, moving forward. You know what I mean? But you – I don't – I say – but you just can't – see, now Now you're playing with the rules. You feel me, Mike? Now, now you're just making up the rules as we go. And I don't know if I want to be a part of that. You know, because well, I think happens- again, I think they're copying MLB a little bit because remember in that COVID year, baseball had a one-time eighth or a whatever. What, what was it? Yeah, it was eight at eight uh, field playoff in each uh, league. Remember, that's how like the Marlins got in just randomly, even though they were projected to be terrible. They got the eighth seed. And that was just like a one-time thing the MLB did. I think NFL is kind of looking at what MLB did and did it work out because I would have never thought that they would even consider an eighth playoff team. However, with that said, anything that they decide on will ultimately have to be signed off by the NFL Players Union. Anything. So... They can't just unilaterally make that decision without getting the players to agree. Right. So what's interesting about that is that usually is like a bargain, like a negotiation. But we don't have time for that. So how the hell is this issue going to get fixed? Because there's no solution that's a perfect solution. Hmm. You know what I mean? 
because the unions are going to be like, okay, if you're going to jerk with this, then give us more money. NFL is going to be like, no, we're not giving you a penny more because NFL is greedy, right? So then they're going to be at a stalemate. Unless, of course, the NFL just says, you know what? It's going to be a bad PR hit if we don't make this right. Let's go ahead and open our pocketbooks, get the show on the road. They never do that. But maybe this one time they do, Bob. Maybe this one time they kind of do the right thing and just say, you know what? Let's not scratch and claw and fight because we're going to look really bad right after one of our players had something brutal happen to him on the playing field in front of everybody on Monday Night Football. So that's my take on that, Bob. The other thing we have to keep in mind, and I'll make this brief, whatever you do in the AFC, you have to do it in the NFC too. Like you said, you can't just make things up and be like, all right, we're going to throw in an eighth playoff team in the AFC, but NFC will be seven. Like, what? You know what I mean? So it's kind of an uphill battle, man. I don't know how this is going to play out very candidly. I just don't. The more and more you, we talk about it, Mike, the more and more I'm just like, I can't wait till baseball season starts. Yeah, this is a very, very sour. Right, because the and, NFL, no, you NFL can't season. do things like this. You just can't. You know, why Why are we PC now? There's people that have been getting these, these CTEs, broken ribs, broken legs, da-da-da-da-da. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. And, you know, everybody playing the game, oh, it's just, bro, this is all they've been talking about for the last 10 years with football. It's like, it's going to be a game where somebody gets hurt really, really bad. What are they going to do? Yeah, but you, you know, know the unusual thing about it is 10 days ago, if we would have talked about the safety risks, the health concerns of playing professional tackle football, none of us would have listed a heart attack or cardiac arrest or or the heart stops or anything like that. You know, it'd be broken bones, paralysis, brain damage, CTE. Those are the usual things. And right. I think, again, I think that's what makes this even more bizarre, <clears throat> confusing, uh, enigmatic. I could probably name a few other words or adjectives that describe the situation, but that's what makes it not easy. The whole thing feels uneasy, and that's a concern. I'll tell you this much, Bob. I know as a fact that there are players that don't want to play this Sunday. Players on other teams than Cincy and Buffalo. Especially teams that are eliminated. They're like, what's the point of playing on Sunday? I don't want to play. So that's going to be another interesting thing to see how that plays out. That in itself is a safety concern, right? Because if your heart isn't into it in, in football, you could get steamrolled, right? Right, right. So that becomes a safety risk. But then, 
that thing called rent and bills and cars and all that other stuff kind of starts coming into play. And then you start realizing that's your final paycheck until we get back to uh, the offseason because they don't get paid anymore after the season, right, Mike? Once right. the season's over, they're not getting paid anymore. So, you know, I know guys are thinking about it today, but, you know, when you're looking at the bills, you probably don't want to go ahead and just, just bite the bullet and go ahead and do it. Because, you know, cops have to go to uh, go back to uh, on the force after one of their uh, comrades has been killed, you know. And the same thing goes firemen, everybody else. It, at this point in time, like, you know, we understand the grieving and we understand y'all, y'all really not into it and things like that. But y'all know what you signed up for. So, you know. Either you're going to play or you're not going to play. They'll figure out how to get your replacement up there. You know how the NFL works. Okay. So I don't like to poke and criticize and and not offer solutions. Right. So I'm going to offer a solution. Here's what I would do if I'm commissioned. Eliminate the bye week or eliminate the off week between – the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl, the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. Instead of a two-week, make it just consecutive Sundays. You play in the AFC Championship game, you play in the Super Bowl the week after. It's been done like that many times before. In fact, I think it's uh, too long of a build-up time to do the two-week thing. You scratch the Pro Bowl from being on that off weekend, you make it the week after the Super Bowl. People love extending football anyway, so nobody will have a problem with that. So now we've eliminated that off week. Now how do we handle the playoffs? Okay, here's what you do. You make both. Kansas City is the one seed. And then you make Buffalo and Cincy co-two seeds. What do I mean by that? They both get to play at home. All the way until they have to face each other. And if that happens, you play on a neutral site. But what that would mean is no bye weeks for anybody. Right? Because we're going to eliminate that week between the championship games and the Super Bowl and what would normally be that bye week, the NFL needs to buy itself time and to let Buffalo recuperate. Like you said, those guys aren't ready to play on Sunday. Today's Thursday. That's just a couple of days from now. So I would scratch this week entirely, give it to the following week, and then move forward in the manner that I suggested. It's not a perfect plan, but I would do that. For some of the things that are unfinished business, again, I hate to keep referencing Major League Baseball, but you know what happens, Pop, when you've played over five innings and you're up four to three and the umps call the game, right? Right. That was final. Nobody bitches and complains about that. 
it sucks. We're only a run down. But it's deemed a final. So ultimately, at the end of the day, it sucks. But since he was up 7-3, to three, now somebody could come back and be like, well, if we could use the baseball analogy, that they had to at least get to the third quarter. And I think that's the flaw in, in what I'm saying. Uh, it's an obvious one. And that's kind of why I say, forget it. Just make them co-two seeds. And then if they happen to face each other in the AFC championship game, just play it on neutral site. That's kind of my thought on it. Well, we, we, why don't we play that scenario if both of them win? Now, if one of them loses, then it's simple. It's really simple. <laughs> you know what I mean? One of y'all go to but the second seed, the other one goes to the third seed. I don't think they're huh? going to play that game. So, I'm, no, I'm talking about the, this Sunday. If you say Cincinnati loses to the Ravens and the Bills beat the Patriots, then we we don't have an issue anymore. Okay, but what if we do? Well, if that just well, all three teams got to win for us to have an issue, and I don't see all three teams winning. It's not beyond the realm of possibility, though. Understood, but Kansas let's City just should play. beat the Raiders, right? Since he should beat the Ravens. And Buffalo should beat the Patriots. All three teams are kind of playing at their hottest. You know, they're kind of rolling right now. Like the first matchup, Cincy and uh, at Baltimore, was Cincy hadn't got on track yet. Now, I know what you're saying. It could happen, but it could be a, sw- a clean sweep also. But again, this brings us back to, I don't think these guys want to play this weekend, man. But you know what, though? They, uh, they've already made the concession for them, Mike. You know this. They've already made that concession for them. Let's see. Y'all want to quit? Okay, y'all, y'all don't have to play no more for the rest of the night because everybody's sad. But they can't keep doing that. They can't keep putting the league off for a week. So it it's a dangerous sport, man. It's, it's just that simple. And just like with horse racing, are they going to put off the Kentucky Derby if uh, if the horse uh, uh, if the horse dies a week before the race? No. They're going to just replace it with another horse. So, and I know that's really messed up. I know I I really feel bad talking like that, Mike. But we, I'm talking about, but sports businesses kind of doesn't even care about care about the casualty, dude. And you know this. Well, I think you're making a very fair point because not one person died, not two, three thousand people died. Nine eleven, and they felt that the best way for the nation to heal was to move forward and play games. Correct. Right? So we so we did the whole month off from everything. Yeah, it's not entirely unprecedented to play after tragedy. Um what is the unprecedented part is for somebody uh to, for it to happen on the playing field. But hey, if, if I'm looking at it as the cups half full, well nobody died. Just because you could have died doesn't mean you died. Right. So let's give the young man life. Let's breathe life into him. Let's not play this out as if he has passed away, God forbid, because he has not. Right? Something bad happened. He's in recovery. I agree with you. Let's move forward. My only point is I just think that a lot of these guys are emotional about this right now because they saw it right in front of them. 
And look, you and I are logical people, practical people, but not everybody's like that. Some people are driven by emotion. And if you're the emotional type, you know, you, you may need a little bit longer to get your head straight. So uh, we're up against it, Pop. Let's take our final time out, come back and uh, wrap up this conversation, talk about some picks if they do play this weekend, assuming that they do. And let's talk about Rafael Devers, big contract extension with the Boston Red Sox. Stay with us, everyone. We'll be back right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune into All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Mondays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mike at the Show.com. Now, back to this week's program. You know, during the break, Pop and I were talking about, you know, all of us are going to experience, you know, tragedy and death in our lives. And what are we always told when it happens? You got to move on. You got to move forward, et cetera. Uh, that's always the advice that people are going to share because what else are you going to do? There's no other option. But what I will say is I think age has a lot to do with it. You know, I think people view it very differently when somebody, you know, is a uh, is above like, you know, 70, 75, or it's a grandma, something like that, than if it's like a teenager. You know, a teenager can die in a drunk driving situation, be the victim, um, and it's going to be a lot bigger deal than like a 45-year-old. It's still going to be a big deal, but you know how people's sentiment usually is, oh, he had his life all out in front of, you know, the whole life in front of him, 
didn't get to tap into his potential, didn't get to live, all those kind of things, you know. Um, so I think age has a lot to do with it, Pop. You know, this young man's in his you know mid twenties, and um, ha- has a lot of football career left in him and life. And I don't know if he's a father or not, but I know he's a brother, he's a son, etc. I-, I think age has a lot to do with it, Pop. Right. Right. You know. Uh, and that's not an easy answer either way, but I think I think a lot of these guys are the same age. You know, I understand the emotional aspect of it. It's not just we saw something on TV or at on the playing field, but I think a lot of these guys are like that could be me. That could be me. And right now, I just don't want to risk it in three days. Because it is a dangerous sport. It's a violent sport. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Mike. You know, I, I understand, man. But the best thing that they can do right now is just pray that they'll be fine. Like, they pray every Sunday because they take the risk every Sunday. So, I think that, you know, this new hesitancy to to not play is because the way that they were able to stop that game. And as I keep saying, they opened up a big-ass can of worms. And the NFL really, really, really is going to have to fix a lot of things over the offseason. Like, it's not going to be fixed right now. They're going to have to put a lot of things in place and there's going to be a lot of secret meetings about this as well, too. So that's a, that's that's just my last little little two cents about it. Yeah, and I hate to blame any of the first responders because they're the ones that obviously kept him alive. And I think awesome. Some, awesome. I think some of the coaching staff kept him alive. Also, the only thing that I'll criticize uh, slightly is once they figured out that it wasn't a spinal cord injury where you can't like move somebody probably should have gotten him off the field if they could have. Maybe they couldn't. I assume that that's why they, they could have. If they could have, they would have. Um, I guess what I'm saying is I wish that they had or that they were able to so that all the players didn't have to witness it and, and TV yeah. witness it. Like if it was on the sidelines, I think they would have resumed the game. But I think because it was right there and now – players on the other side of the ball are coming to see and look what's going on. And people are seeing that, you know, even with the CPR, he's not being revived. And I think that's a very emotional experience that they went through. I think if it was on the sidelines, like any other injury, take him back to the blue tent or, you know, back to the locker room examination area or whatever. Um, I thought that if it's not a spinal cord injury, that they could do that. But again, maybe there's just like, you know, we can't lose a second here. We have to do CPR. We can't lose a second, even in the taking him 20, 30 yards across the field. I don't know, man. I wasn't there. And like I said, I can't really critique or criticize anybody. I guess I'm just saying I wish that they were able to move the player. Um, It would have been good for the mental health of everybody else. Um, That's all I'll say about that. But um, look, I understand where you're coming from. You're looking at it from a business perspective. 
And you're looking at it from a life perspective too, which is, hey, we, we got to carry on. You know, that's just the way life works. You know, after my mom passed away, you know, her funeral was on Saturday. And I was back at work on Monday. Not, not everybody does that. I understand if they don't. For me, it was the best way to get my mind off things. It was the best way for me to move forward. And if these guys love football, I think there's a lot of guys that are like, let's play ball, get our mind off of this, have some fun. But I can guarantee you, not everybody in the locker room feels that way. So hey, I know the guy that's, uh, is, that's uh, on that career path of possibly not being in the NFL uh, after, after this game, his ass is playing. You know that, Mike. He's yeah. He, that's why I was saying he's somebody running out there and playing. He's yeah, probably well, that's why the contract guys somebody, that are like, I don't want to play. Well, the players that are a- activated from the practice squad. I was mentioning that earlier. They absolutely want to play. Anybody that right. needs to prove themselves definitely wants to play. A rookie that hasn't had much playing time that was told, "Hey, in the last game or two, you're going to get some carries. Or you're going to be a." you know, in as the starting left guard or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that are in that boat. And yeah. unfortunately for them, that may, you know, their only chance might be jeopardized. It could be literally be their only chance to go in and get some pro fo- film on them and prove themselves. But, hey, it, that's life. It sometimes is. the ball bounces your way, and unfortunately, sometimes, you know, you just are dealt a hand, and all you get is some bad luck, and it's nobody's fault. Um, so we'll see. I'm praying for the whole situation, first and foremost, for Mr. Hem, uh, Hamlin, and the situation is not easy. I think that the best thing that the public could do is just support whatever final decisions made and not make a big deal about it and criticize and and jump on them because I guarantee you, whatever decision is made, it's not going to be perfect. No, not at all. And there's going to be things to poke at, for sure. I think the best thing to do if people want to really be helpful is just accept the decision, move forward. If you're a football fan, enjoy it. And this is a once-in-a-lifetime scenario, hopefully. And uh, and you have to deal with it with kid gloves a little bit. But ultimately, you got to press forward and play these games and get through this season and then maybe figure out a protocol for how to address something like this if it happens ever again. So that's my feeling on it, Pop. Um, let's talk a little baseball, will you? For a quick yeah. second. And then we'll we'll go back to giving out any picks uh, uh, in the last minute of the show. Washington Evans. I know you're happy. I'm happy. right? I mean, look, man. When you lose Mookie Betts and Xander Bogarts, there's a lot of people out there that those were their two favorite Red Sox over the last five years. Right. So a lot of Red Sox fans lost their two favorite players. And it doesn't sit well, especially in the light of their best pitcher has been on the DL most of the time, Chris Sale. 
So now possibly your three favorite players, you know, are are either not on the team or not contributing. So it kind of made it made it even that much more important. This isn't Trevor Story's team. Like you couldn't get rid of everybody and leave it all on Trevor Story. Right. <laughs> that could never happen. He especially because his playing didn't reflect the dominance he had in Colorado. So to leave him hanging like that would have been an absolute disaster. Devers is a homegrown product. He's an elite hitter. And I'll tell you what, without the shift, this dude is going to bat like 360. Mark my words, he's going to rake this year without that shift. So, yes, I am very happy, Bob. Very happy about that. They still have a lot to do. They're probably a fourth-place team in that division. Uh, But they have, for the next 10-plus years, their megastar, their cornerstone, their their power hitter, their high-average hitter, their good on-base percent guy, all in one. So, yeah, I'm stoked about that. Um, And like you, I'm excited for the baseball season. We'll have tons of baseball talk. But because we have a minute left here, what do you like on Sunday, brother? Um, we'll just, I'll just keep it easy for you. Um, I like the Browns to get the to sweep the Steelers for the first time in like 30-some-odd years. Okay. Yep. Uh, for, me, for me, I like the – Falcons mm. to beat the Buccaneers at home. The mm. Bucs have absolutely nothing to play for. Falcons are one of those teams that got some young guys that they probably want to want a ball that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's my game. And I'll take another uh, South Division game. As I think they're kind of rolling right now. I think the Saints are, are feeling good, and they probably want to finish the year strong. Dennis Allen wants to finish the year strong. So I'll take the Saints at home against Carolina as well. Sounds good. That might be one of the better games of Sunday as well, too, because Panthers playing good football right now as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, Pop, how can everybody uh, follow your picks? You guys can follow me on the Twitter. Every day I'm putting up the bets list for you guys. So if you do love college basketball, you will not miss out on most majority of college basketball conference bets list that I have up. You guys just follow me on the Twitter. I always have talking tickets up there as well, too. If you are interested in being an exclusive client, you guys can DM me or hit me on one of the 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 uh, you know one of my tweets or something like that. We'll get you situated, get you a part of the primetime sports investors. So. There it is. There it is. Awesome, man. Thank you, like always, for joining us, Pop. Thank you to Voice America. Don't thank them enough. Uh, uh, The sound engineer, program director, everybody involved, my man Josh, uh, Rachel when she's in. Uh, So thank you for everything and a blessed start to 2023 for everyone. Most importantly, thank you to the listeners. Without you, there's no show. We will see you same time, same place next week. Enjoy your sports weekend, everyone.
Thanks for joining us this week for the Mike Abadir Show. Please tune in again next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time for another show with Mike and his co-host, Gino Bacola, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.